portion of their caring, Father. And we'll give you all the glory for all the good that will come out of this service. In Jesus' name, and everyone that agrees with that prayer shouted, Amen. Amen. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. Let's give all of our fathers a big round of applause. Love on one or two people, and then you can be seated. Love on one or two people, and then you can be seated. Praise God. Praise God. Can we give all of the fellas another big round of applause who sang up here today? Wasn't that awesome? And I would say 75% of us don't sing, but how many of y'all know we can make a joyful noise unto the Lord? And I don't think God really cares how it sounds as long as it's coming from our hearts. And so we had one rehearsal on Thursday night, and then we sang on today. And so I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for not just signing up, but for also showing up. Appreciate you guys, man. Appreciate you. All right, if you would, turn, to me, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and I want to read verses 13 and 14 out of the Amplified Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and I want to read verses 13 and 14 out of the Amplified Bible. And this is Paul's closing marks from his, or remarks from his first letter to the church at Corinth. And I want you to look at how he closes this letter out, because at the end of the day, folks, we need men. Thank God for grandma. Thank God for mom. Come on, but we need men as the cornerstone and the centerpieces of our families and our communities. And watch what Paul says here. And you can tell who he's speaking specifically to here. He says in verse 13, he says, be on guard. See, guys, we've got to always be alert, paying attention. He says, stand firm in your faith. Don't let anyone move you off of what you believe. Respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Notice here, he says, act like mature men and be courageous and be strong. Let everything you do be done in love, motivated and inspired by God's love for us. So notice he said in the Amplified, act like mature men. I mean, God didn't leave us without a blueprint to follow. So many times, young boys grow up without ever having a model or an example or a role model to show them what a real man looks like. And I'm here to tell you today, if that's your story, man, that's, that's a horrible story. It's my story as well. But you are not left without hope. As long as you can read, there is a role map, there is a pattern, and there is a model that you can follow. Blueprint, by definition, means a designed plan or other technical drawing. It's a model to follow. So, of course, long before 4331 Brownsville Road will be finished, I mean, it started in an office building drawing up designs and coming up with a blueprint. And it was interesting that once the blueprint was complete, they told us once they take it down and they get that blueprint stamped, now it is an official document, and it cannot be changed. And so the building then is supposed to look exactly like the blueprints when it's finished. How many know God left us a blueprint? And his expectation is that our lives look exactly like the blueprint that he left. 
He didn't leave us without hope, folks. He left us a road map to follow. And so that's what I want to minister on today. It'll take me today and next Sunday because I want to get you all out. I don't want to take all your time today. But the title of my message today is called The Blueprint. In my introduction, there are three points I want to bring out, and they all should go up on the screen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, point number one, Paul commands the Corinthians to be brave. The New King James Version is translated as to be brave. So when he said act like mature men, part of that is being brave. And it takes bravery to, to stay committed to your wife the entire marriage. It takes bravery to raise your children. It takes bravery to get a job and keep a job. It takes bravery to say no to the world and yes to God. Do I have any brave men in here today? It takes a brave man to be able to do that. Other translations uh, are this way. The King James and the ASV uh, translated this way, quit you like men. Uh, letter B, uh, the ESV and the NASB act like men. Letter C, be courageous is the NRSV, be men of courage is the NIV. So all of our lives, people have told us to be a man. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? I can remember from the time I was four, if I started crying, somebody punched me in my chest, and, and you better not cry. Be a man. I'm three years old, but be a man. <laughs> Come on, anybody in here know what I'm talking about? And they're all different types of ways we define man. Some, some, some people think that's being hard and being tough. And some people think being a man is having multiple women. There are all kind of different things we attribute to being a man. But how many of you know there's really only one roadmap and one guideline, one blueprint that we want to measure ourselves by? The Greek word here, let's put that up on the screen because I think it's important to understand. The Greek word is androzomai. And it is defined by Thayer's Bible Dictionary as to make a man of or make brave. So how I many know oh, you're born male, but you have to be made a man? How I many you know there are a lot of 50-year-old males, but they have not become men yet? Right? So we're born male, but you must be made a man, and you must be made brave. And so if you didn't have a father, a role model, or a mentor to actually put that in you and raise you up, then how I many know God left us a roadmap so that we can follow? And I personally believe there's no greater father than God. Even if you have a natural father, thank God for that. But it'll never trump what God wants to be in your life. Next definition here. It means to show oneself a man or to be brave. So in other words, you can see this. This person doesn't need to walk around, I'm a man. I mean, if they have to tell you they're a man. Right. To show oneself a man. So a man doesn't really talk about it. You can see it and how he conducts his life as a single person. You can see it in how he conducts his life as a married man. You can see it in how he conducts his life as a father. You can see it in how he conducts his life as a son to his elderly parents for the rest of his life. And you certainly can see it in how he conducts himself as a Christian. These things can be seen. So for this study, let's focus on the idea of knowing what a model man looks like. 
So we're going to look at five areas that will give us a biblical blueprint to follow. And so if you have the YouVersion Bible app today, that's the best way to follow along. You'll go to the events section on there. Just click on Linked Up Church, and this entire outline is right there for you to follow. Fellas, this will give you a roadmap. You will be left without excuse. Of course, it's not exhaustive, but it's going to give you a good start. And ladies, take this and measure. If you're a single female in here, measure every male by what you're getting ready to hear. I didn't get a strong enough amen from the ladies. Because believe it or not, a lot of times ladies end up in situations because they just didn't know what they were looking for. Right? No one ever told them, right? They didn't know the blueprint. Right? So let's talk about this. Number one, first off, he wants to be a model example of singleness. A model example of singleness. Go with me to 1 Timothy and let's look at uh, chapter 4, verse 12. Letter A under that, Timothy was a single young man. Paul was writing to Timothy to encourage him. And so many times we waste those preparation years on this statement, I'm young and it's time for me to have fun. Come on, somebody. And we mess up these preparation years. Uh, when really that's the time to prepare for the type of life that we want to live, we mess them up because we think we've got time. But we don't understand that it's habits that we're forming and patterns that we're forming as teenagers and as young men that carry on with us long into adulthood. Look at what Paul says to Timothy here, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Timothy was single. He says, let no one despise your youth. Don't disesteem it. Don't you do it. And don't let anyone else do it. I want to tell you, folks, dating is for the purpose of marriage. And you cannot get married at 14, 13, 12, come on, somebody, 16, 17. So you can literally disesteem, and I know there are young people in here, you can disesteem your youth by wasting time on something that you cannot follow through with. And we need to teach our young people this. Don't disesteem this time. This time is for you to prepare, get your life together, go to school, focus on your academics, figure out what your gifts and passions and callings are, and pursue those with all of your heart. And don't let some knucklehead distract you and get you off of that. Right? Because there's only one committed relationship, folks, and that's called a marriage. A boyfriend or a girlfriend is not a committed relationship. So don't disesteem your youth. Watch this now. But be an example. I need young men and young women to be an example to the believers in word, your speech, in conduct, your behavior, in love, in spirit, in faith. But notice this last one, and in purity. It is a strong male that will focus on purity. I heard three amens from females. I said it is a strong male. See, focusing on purity does not make you weak. It actually makes you strong. Doesn't make you less of a man to say that you're going to save yourself until marriage. That makes you more of a man. Society is the one that has it all wrong. God is the one that has it right. He said, be an example in your purity, 
Let's look at Titus. Titus was also single. Let her be. Go to Titus chapter 2, and let's read verses 6 through 8. I can remember when I was a youth pastor, I used a lot of these verses because so many times young males are being raised to be pimps, players, hustlers. Come on, somebody. And, and rap music and videos and television and entertainment is promoting that. They must see something different. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded, make good decisions, good judgment in all things, showing yourself a pattern or a blueprint of good works. And doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that the one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. See, and sometimes I can remember it being 22 when I said, I'm not going to sleep with another female until I get married. I mean, they ridiculed me. The whole neighborhood talked about me. I was called all kind of names, females, he must be gay now. I mean, it went on and on and on. But I just held my ground. And now I've had a chance for 29 years to watch their lives out there tricking and watch mine stand pure. And folks, I take what God's given me all day, every day over what I've seen turn out in their life. Give me my wife, give me my daughter, give me my son all day, every day. And I'm proud to tell you I didn't sleep with my wife until after we got married. I'm proud. I wear that like a badge on my chest. And we need more men of honor who respect God's doctrine and his precepts. Come on, if I got any real men in here, let me hear a good amen in this place. See, they're going to talk about you, but when they see your fruit, it's going to make them ashamed. So you've got to give them an example so that they can see God's way is better. And the only way they're going to know is if you stand up at your age, whatever age that is. Letter C, you must win at being single. You must win at being single. Go to Jeremiah chapter 29. This is one of the most important texts to my life. I was 22 years old and told the Lord I was going to give him the next four years of my life. And during that four years is when I discovered this text here. And I adopted it and I made it the hallmark for how I wanted to live the rest of my life. And I want to share it with you today. I want to share it with you in a different way. I've shared it before, but I want to share it with you in a different way. Let me give you some of the backdrop here of Jeremiah 29. How many know God is a good father? And when you don't follow his ways, he will correct you. Never to lead you to sin or to remove things from you, but to push you in the, in the right direction. So God had been warning uh, the children of Israel for years that if they continued to disobey him, he was going to give them over to captivity for 70 years. I mean, oh, God is not a man that he could lie. So once he put that out there, if they continued to do that, he said, I'm going to give you over to your enemy army and they're going to capture you, and you're going to be in captivity for 70 years. But because God is a God of grace and mercy, I mean, even though while in captivity, he still loves you, and he still wants to give you a plan to succeed while in captivity. And so maybe you messed up. Maybe the, the best is not something you can reach. But how I many you know there's still a best for you to reach? 
right? And you have to determine what that is. If you've already had sex, I mean, you can start today. If you already have children, come on, it doesn't stop you from being a great father today and still having a great family tomorrow. So go to Jeremiah 29. You'll notice I'm reading out of the New King, or the King James Version. Put the King James Version up there for me, not the New King James Version, King James Version. You'll notice right away it says, thus saith the Lord of hosts. Now, that is prophecy. So he's really signaling here. Prophecy is speaking forth the mind and counsel of God. So this is God's position on what you're getting ready to hear to a group of people who are in captivity. So you know if you can get your life together in captivity, how much more should we be able to get our lives together if we're free? And notice what he goes on to say here. And ladies, don't miss this. Okay, don't miss this. Because sometimes you get the right man, but you get him too early. You don't give him enough time to fully cook. So when you poke him, he's still a little red. And you want him well done. Inside and out. See, sometimes the outside can look done, but then you cut it, and you see it need to go back on that grill a little longer. (laughs) See, one thing about guys, they will show you who they are. They are extremely consistent. So if he hadn't showed you yet, you will see one way or the other. You all ready? Now watch this. Don't miss this. See, guys, people have told me for years that was for him. That wasn't for me. Well, well what part of the Bible is not for everybody? <laughs> so what, this is what people have said with what I'm getting ready to share you. God told him to live that. He didn't tell me to live that. Let's read. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Now he's making it clear. Unto all that are carried away captives, who I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. He said, I did this. But because he's a God of grace and mercy, he's going to tell them how to be successful in captivity. And listen to me. This still works today. First thing, you know he's talking to men because he says, build ye houses. A male is not a man until he can successfully live on his own. Let me try that again. I I, I know he's cute. I know I got all of that. I know muscles just bulging. I got all of that. But listen to me. Biblically, he is not a man until he has proven he can successfully live on his own. Listen to me. If you take him prematurely, so you got to remember, he's used to being taken care of. Most mamas love their boys. If you take him prematurely, he'll go from his mama's house
all the time telling you what he's working on. See, I got this deal coming, and I'm working. I got three, four contracts coming down the pipe. It's a million-dollar million deal we're working on right now. I just need a few more months. Just let me stay here a little while longer. Five years go by. Well, see, we, we up that one. We, we, up, we, we, we at the next level now. See, what we putting together now, I can't even really talk to you about it because it's too big. But I'll tell you when I can tell you. Just trust me. Just trust me. Let me tell you when you trust them is when you've seen them successfully living on their own. My daughter's sitting right there. She will tell you I have rehearsed this in her ears her whole life. There is no commitment but marriage. All right? Let that guy cook. And I've told her how he, these are the signs when you'll know he's ready. Because remember, if he won't do it for himself, he will never do it for you. See, if it doesn't matter to him, if it's not important to him, Now, I can see I'm not going to get through all of this today. You all want a little bit more of this? You want to keep going? So he said, build you houses. Now, watch this. I'm going to go real slow because I want to make it plain and dwell in them. He needs to be able to maintain that house. He can't go from out the house, back to mama's house, back out the house. I need another place to stay over his uncle's house. Come on, somebody. Let him go through all of that on his own. Watch this. And, and, uh, and a biblical man is not going to take a woman through his developmental process. I feel like I need to be out there with the people today. Not a biblical man. He's not taking her through his developmental process. See, and if you would have cut that, you would have saw. It's too red back on the grill. Turn the fire up a little bit. You know how you turn the fire up? Keep your legs closed. I didn't think I would get a whole lot of amens today. You'd be surprised when you turn that faucet off how important you really are to them. I want to help the ladies while I'm helping the men. Because you think what you're putting on him is, is just, it ain't nowhere for him to go. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> and you got to be smart enough to understand on both sides, right? If they don't respect God and themselves enough. Hello, somebody. Whatever they're doing with you, they already done with somebody else prior to you. And they don't have a problem doing it while they're with you. And they'll continue to do it long after you. So we're talking about a biblical man is going to require himself to take care of himself. And that's manifested in his ability to move out of his mother's house, have his own place, and it's livable. I'm not talking about an Xbox. 
Sony PlayStation, and one chair. I'm not talking about a mattress on the floor. Go through all of that on your own. But when you bring your queen in there, she needs a real bed to sleep on. Come on, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen in there. So build houses and dwell in them. Then plant gardens. So in an agricultural society, how do men earn their income? By planting gardens, right? So you understand what he's saying? Have a place to live, right? Have a home that's livable, then have a career, occupation, or job that can sustain it. Might be the right one, but the timing is not right if he hadn't done this. Listen to me. We'll work on this together. People do this all the time. We'll just get married and work on this together. Nowhere in this Bible did God ever say, ladies, it was your responsibility. Watch this. And if you start off making it your responsibility, it's going to be your responsibility for the rest of that marriage. And you really should not complain or say nothing to him because he is what he's always been. Stretch your hands up here towards me. I knew I wouldn't be popular these. I think I'm going to stretch this out to three weeks now. So, listen very carefully, man. You should require this of yourself. You use middle school and high school to prepare yourself for college. Not chase females hang out at clubs, hello somebody, get drunk, get high. You're missing the most important years of your life to prepare yourself. Those are the foundational years to get ready for a good life. Leave the females alone until you're ready to marry. Not going to hear this a whole lot of places. Right? Because most men measure themselves, regardless of the age, by what? Females. You don't measure yourself by a female. You measure yourself by the word of God. Okay? All right? So now, let's go slower. He should require it of himself to have a place to stay. So now let me balance this. If you're married out here, and let's just say it's 80-20, she's 80%, he's 20 don't, don't do anything, but at least set a goal to start shifting that. See, listen to me. If, if she stops working and the house falls apart, something's wrong in that scenario. Or she feels like if she doesn't go to work, we're not going to make it. Right? So if that's the scenario you're in, no condemnation here, but let's start working towards shifting that. From 80-20 to 70-30. 70-30 to 60-40. 60-40 to 50-50. 50-50 to 60-40. All the way up to he can 100% take care of his house 
without her support. And listen to me, ladies, don't go back at him. You heard him today. No, no, don't. Because he, he's not moving on that note. But listen to me, man, she shouldn't have to. You should require this of yourself. You're going to understand why this first win is so important. Because when you don't win at being single, you lose at marriage. That's why this first win is so important. It's the preseason. The preseason gets you ready for the season. So he said, build houses, dwell in them, plant gardens. Watch this. Then eat the fruit of them. So ladies, give him at least a, a consistent amount of time where he can stay on, have a home, it's livable, Keep a job for at least a year. And listen, I'm 51 years old. I know men that have been in and out of jobs their whole adult life. In and out, in and out. Have one, don't have one. Have one, don't. Their whole lives. Then you want to see. This is why this is so important. Then you want to see him successfully taking care of himself. See, that's what eat the fruit of it means. He's enjoying life because if he's miserable, he's about to make your life miserable. Listen to me, and if, and if taking care of him is not important, taking care of you won't be either. And see, as we move further along in this, you're going to see he is going to take care of you the same way he takes care of himself. See, and so if shoes aren't important to him, Shoes won't be important. Your shoes won't be important. And listen to me, man. Do not ever get married and not understand how important shoes are. Come on, don't leave me out here by myself. Don't you, don't you ever get married and you don't understand how important shoes are to your woman. Don't make that mistake. Come on, ladies. If I just, come on, if I just told the truth, say amen in this place. Right? So he needs a season of going to work, living on his own, paying his bills, dressing nice, saving money. Hello, somebody. And showing you and proving to you he's ready. Men, you should require that of yourselves. Then notice in verse 6, and I'm not even going to go further than this because I think you get it. Then take ye wives. You see process there, don't you? You see that? You see process? You see order. See what he told the men to do before they took a wife? So on both sides of that, pay attention. So important to the success of the Christian community. The only reason our statistics are the same as the world because we do the same stuff they do. It's not rocket scientists. We meet people and three months later, six months later, man, get full. You don't know people in six months. 
I don't care what you think. I don't care what the Lord, none of that. Prove all of that out. No condemnation for anyone that's done it that way. Of course, we've seen those work too. I'm just telling you, if you've got a chance, give it enough time so you can see what it really is. So give it back to me, man. What's the order? What do you need first? Got to get out of your parents' house. Right? So listen, let's just use common sense. You're not going to hear this a whole lot of places. Are you ready to live on your own at 16? Then what are you talking about? This is my girlfriend. See the immaturity? See, I tell my son, oh, they don't have friends. But you're not ready for that. Every time he leaves the house, say he's going with somebody. I always remind him that's somebody's daughter. And you treat her right. Not on my watch, man. Don't you, don't you hurt somebody else's daughter. I encourage friendship. I discourage boyfriend, girlfriend. Got to have that place, right? On his own, right? If your household is upside down right now, you need to take this very seriously. And flip that back the other way. I will never form my lips to say to her, if you don't work, we can't. And that's not from a place of pride. It's from a place of responsibility. Not once will I ever look at my kids and tell them, you can't because I won't. No, I'll do what I have to legally. You got to say that today. Because they'll tell you, I got to get mine, Pastor. I gotta, I'm out here making this paper. God understand. No, no, no. No, he doesn't. So a single man should provide an example of what it means to serve Christ and prepare for life. A person should be concerned about preparing for life. He must take that season seriously. Remember, that's the first win that ignites every other win. When you win at being single, you go into your marriage a winner. When you win in marriage, you have children and you start your family as a winner. Winning now becomes a part of the culture of your family. Number two, as a husband, and we'll close here for today, as a husband, so remember, ladies, this is, and this will build. Next week, we'll talk about a father, and then we'll talk about, see, a lot of people, why that first win is so important is because you're going to come full circle. Just like your parents raised you, the day is going to come where you need to take care of your parents. And that's sometimes, I'm going to talk about that, that's sometimes the disservice the parents do for the kids when they just let them live in the house and not require that they grow up. You don't realize that at the time when they should be taking care of you, you'll still be taking care of them. Watch this. And their kids. And it's all in the Bible. And all of that is a snowball effect because he never got the first win. 
How many of y'all glad you came to church today? You sure? Is this blessing anybody today? Then why does everybody look so sad in here today? Come on, somebody give God some glory in this place. You'd be surprised. 90% of males don't understand this. That's why our societies look the way they look today. See, if you turn on the news and you see the way little teenagers are acting today, because there's not some male at home with his foot. We'll get into that in fatherhood. I don't care how old you are. If you live under this roof, where are you going in Texas when you get there? No such thing of us not knowing where you're at. I just, you know, my son yesterday, can I drive to be, can I drive your car? Yeah. Where are you going? Text me when you get there. And when you transition from that spot to another one, let me know where you're going. So if I'm looking for you, I can come directly where you're at. That's not trying to control his life. What I'm doing is teaching him responsibility. Because one day he's going to grow up and get married. And you know what he needs to do with his wife all the time? I just left work, baby. I'm on the way home. Hey, babe, I'm going to stop by the store on the way home. Because they learn your schedule. And the moment your schedule get off. (laughs) Now, he should have been home two hours ago. And she hadn't heard from you. There's been no accountability. Her mind is getting ready to wonder. So what what he doesn't even realize, I'm training him for his own family someday. My wife must know where I'm at every second of the day, period. And if I change locations and I'm going somewhere different than where I told her I I would be, I need to communicate that, right? Because what I've done is fed into her thinking distrust when I said I would be here, but I ended up over here. With no trail of accountability, I'm just going to stop right here for the day. I'm just going to stop right here. It's Father's Day. If I open up this other can, we're going to be here all day long. Come on, do I have any real men in this place today? Listen to me. I cannot stress this enough. Listen, if you're in a relationship right now and you're not married and he's not this, relax it. Stay friends, but no kissing, no petting, no dry sex. Come on, I I remember those days, boy. I was trying to make it to the holy place, still holy, boy. She didn't know. She'd give me a hug. I was like. Come on, anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Listen, I'm sounding an alarm in this place. We're doing the right thing the wrong way. Listen to me, young people. Take all them titles off that stuff. Take all those titles. There's only one title. It's called husband and wife. That's what you want to be. 
See, you want to be somebody's soulmate, not somebody's playmate. Take all them titles off that stuff. We're friends. We're friends until you propose to me. And then we're still friends after you propose to me. And listen, then don't give him nothing because he gave you the ring. See, a lot of people think, okay, we good now. Let me give him a little taste of what it's going to be like after we get married. Listen, that might be all he gave you that ring for. And now you got problems from the time you were engaged. Now you can't get to the wedding day. Come on, we've seen these movies over and over and over again. Can I tell you the truth? It's called game. I will tell you whatever you want to hear to get what I want. Listen to me. I love Steve Harvey. I know it's all, I know this is live. I know all of that. I know it. I know they might send it to him. Whatever happens, I'll say it to his face. But the 90-day rule did not come from God. Let me tell you, before I was saved, I wait all the way the whole 90 days. I play that game. But let me tell you something about men. It's not that he's not doing nothing for 90 days. He's just waiting on you for the 91st day. Because he's already showing you he's undisciplined. See, and a person won't be faithful to God. Why do we expect they're going to be faithful to us? See, we cheat on God all the time. We commit adultery, and we get upset with people when they do that to us. When we don't realize that's been our standard the whole time. Steve Harvey got that wrong. But watch this. They bought millions of dollars Millions of copies of the book. It's called game. Make him wait 90 days. Cool. I'll play along. All the time, I'm still doing what I'm doing. Watch this. As soon as I get it, we got problems in the relationship. I just, I'm just, I think I need a little bit more time. I, I believe you the one, but I just need some space right now. Translation, because I, I got these other situations I'm working on too, and I got to work through which one of y'all five is the one. So I got to sideline you for a minute. You must train yourself that whatever people do to you, they do to other people. See, me not sleeping with her prior to marriage, I hope, but gives her confidence. I'm not interested in cheating on her after marriage. Because watch this. If I didn't violate her and I still married her, as beautiful as she is, so if I love God enough to not cross that line and I still married her, how's a stranger going to come in here? You understand? 
That's going to be very hard to do. It's not, and it's not that you don't see other beautiful people. You see them all the time. But you're disciplined. You've trained your flesh to not react. Take my time. You take my time. I, I can tell. We, we don't get this in church anymore. I can tell. Take my time. Listen, if you're in a relationship right now and it doesn't look like what you're getting ready to hear, relax it. And listen, man, you lead that charge. She shouldn't have to say a word. It should be you saying, listen, me getting my life together is the greatest gift I can give you. So let's relax all these titles, all this stuff we're doing, and let's focus on getting our lives right. So wait till we get in this a little bit so you can see patterns if you keep your eyes open. Let's lift our hands to the Father. I'm just out of time. I'm done. Father, grace me, please grace me to be bold, accurate, strong with these truths. May I never compromise the integrity of your word, Father. And as I pray over these men today on this Father's Day, I pray that you just allow me to put a little something in them today to ignite and spark a fire that will keep them chasing after you for the rest of their lives. May every male and woman in here love you more than they love anything else. And may your standard be the goal and not any other standard that the world may put in front of them. And so, Father, I thank you and I give you glory that much fruit will come from this. Make the church the standard in the earth that you've called it to be, Father. Help us to live the example that you provided for us in your word. Father, we trust that your grace will be sufficient to do it in Jesus' name. Now, while you're in that attitude of prayer today, if you're in this building, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is your day. Come on, be a part of the family of God. Receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that he is the Son of God and that God raised him from the grave. If that's you today, I want to pray with and for you. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I'm already saved, but I got away from God. Man, I, I'm here today. I thought I was here for another reason, but I heard everything I needed to hear today. I want to get my life together. I need to come back to Christ. You're saying, I want to repent today. I want to get my life back right to, with God. If that's you, I want to pray with and for you today. Thirdly, if you've never been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, Bible evidence of praying in other tongues. You want to learn more about that gift? I want to pray with and for you today. And then finally, if you don't have a church home, but you believe God has led you to linked up church, my wife and I, the staff, will be happy to receive you. We will pray for you every single day of our lives. And every time you come in this building, our goal is to make sure that you get the word of God and the word of God only. So now, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed.